Welcome to the Honest Postnatal Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Dow, a postnatal exercise specialist and a mum of two. This is a space where we talk about postnatal recovery and how it feels emotionally and physically. This can be a challenging time for any mum, but I'm here to give you hope whilst keeping it honest. So wherever you are, take a deep breath, settle in, let's get started. Hi Maeve, thank you so much for coming on and being the first postnatal podcast interviewee. Thank you for having me, I'm really looking forward to it. So I found you on Instagram and I came across your account um, and that's how we connected and then I was just really interested in talking to you today about your postnatal story Um, and I kind of thought if it's okay with you we'd just dive straight in at the deep end. Um, So my first question was really can you remember kind of in that moment when you got told that you'd got a third degree tear like what it felt like? Um, Yeah, it was like a complete mix of emotions, to be honest, because part of me was completely in shock about what I'd just been through and like the long labour and everything. Part of me was overjoyed to meet my baby because she was um, she was on my chest. I just put her on my chest. And then um, part of me was just sort of like, oh, it'll be fine. I could be fine in six weeks because that's that's what everyone says, like our six week recovery. Then you have your checkup and then you're good to go. So I just sort of um, assumed I'd be a bit extra sore for a couple of weeks. So like a real kind of mix of emotions in that sense then? Yeah, a complete a complete mixture, just like lots of positive emotions, lots of negative emotions and just a lot of shock. Yeah. And was it anything that you, like had anyone spoken to you about third degree tears and like the risk, was it anything you kind of had in your psyche before going into birth? Um, no, I think my midwife had mentioned them at the 36 week appointment saying, oh, you might, if you tear, you might need it repaired in theatre. But I was already in theatre because um, it was a trial of forceps she was born by. And um, yeah, that's a, they don't really mention like first, second, third, fourth degree um, tears. They hadn't really mentioned like the details of each one. So you kind of, it was almost told to you and you were like, okay, fine, but I've got my baby. And then you just almost put it to the back of your mind and just thought it'll be fine in six weeks time yeah that's pretty pretty much what I thought okay and then how like how did your actual healing go then in those first few weeks um the first few weeks my healing it uh, I think it went well I didn't have a lot of um ongoing issues I think it was very sore very painful I think like even just sitting down to feed her and obviously we all know newborns, they don't want to be anywhere but on their mum. And just the weight of her like lying on me all night um, put so much pressure on the stitches. It was quite painful and there's a lot of pressure as well, which is quite uncomfortable. So it was uncomfortable to sit, it was uncomfortable to walk. It's pretty much uncomfortable to do anything apart from lie on my side. And how like how did that impact you in the sense of those first few weeks? Like so physically it was really hard, but how did that feel mentally? Mentally, I felt very vulnerable and very helpless because my partner and my mum were looking after me and helping me with a lot of things. Um, and I felt yeah, it's quite vulnerable and helpless, which I didn't like feeling. So I wanted to just be able to get up and get on with it. But I, I couldn't. So you did have you had a support system. So you had your partner and you had your mum. But then I suppose it's that. I don't know I don't want to put words into your mouth but that we all have maybe that image of how we think our postnatal recovery is going to go. And I suppose maybe you trying to say like that wasn't something you'd feel seen that you would also be being looked after 
yeah I think it just I thought it'd just be me and like my family looking after the baby um, maybe having friends around but I didn't feel comfortable to do that for quite a while um, I envisioned like going to like baby classes and mother and baby yoga and all that but I didn't actually attend a baby class till she was quite a good few months old and then I didn't attempt like a mother and baby exercise or fitness class until she was around five months old and even then that was very very gentle as well yeah of course it takes I mean it takes so much time doesn't it to recover from a third degree tear and I think it is that thing that you say like you really have this vision of coming out of hospital and it's you and the baby and you're looking after the baby and then it can be quite a shock to the system and actually it's you've got to look after yourself as well um and I think that's where the kind of the whole postnatal recovery comes into it like what we envision our postnatal to look like and then how it can really differ as well and then that can affect our um like our emotional and mental response to the postnatal recovery period yeah i think it's it's um definitely such a a shock to the system like especially if you're not even considering how much you have to look after yourself because obviously there's a degree of like anyone who's been through birth, no matter what um, sort of outcome they have, whether it's C-section or a severe tear or a less severe tear, you, you have to look after yourself somewhat. And um, I think with a severe tear, there's just such a um, such um, like so much more that goes into recovering because you have to obviously um, be on top of pain relief. You have to watch um, your diet to help you like, with um, going to the toilet and everything so that can cause issues. You have to... Um, like make sure your stitches are staying clean or whilst looking after a tiny um, new baby who's has a lot of needs as well and um, depending on your support system or you might not feel comfortable asking people for help as well so it's definitely a big strain to have on a new mum. Yeah it's such a big strain and apart from your mum and your partner so did you have any help you know what were the midwives like in the hospital I don't know how long you were able to stay there did you have health visitors like what was that kind of support network like from the NHS? I think in the hospital, the midwives are all absolutely amazing and the doctors as well, despite the uh, staffing issues, um, I was well looked after. Um, I had like help with being like washed and dressed because yeah, I was immobile due to the spinal block. Um, I remember one midwife um, came, even though I didn't press the call bell because she heard my daughter crying and like just knew I would need help changing her. Um, had uh, When they came around with the food orders, I was asleep, but they still, they still made sure I ordered food. Um, that I would like they ordered it for me which was really 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 nice and um, my community midwife would come and visit me at home until I was discharged to the health visitor and um, the health visitors were uh, were really lovely as well. So you felt like you were like you were supported by the NHS in those first few weeks of early recovery? Yeah I think I definitely I definitely was supported I think um, there was definitely a gap in uh, quite a few healthcare professionals education about third degree tears because when I'd mentioned I'd had um, some calls from uh, my local hospital for the urogynecology department about further appointments, they didn't really know anything about it, and were sort of like, oh, why are you having them? Um, and I had to explain, like, it's because it's a third degree tear, it's a bit more severe, so I need more aftercare. So I think there's definitely a lack of um, knowledge in some staff members' um, training, but um, I didn't deal with any um, with anyone being um, unkind or anything like that. Everyone was really, really nice. Okay, so it was more, yeah, like a lack of knowledge, a lack of awareness, um, but you you felt supported in the sense that everyone was actually nice in terms of like what you'd gone through. Yeah, definitely. Okay, 
And so once you'd got through those kind of first few weeks and then you mentioned earlier that you you didn't kind of go to any of the baby classes that you thought you would go to. Is that what you'd envisioned your postnatal to look like? Because I think so many of us, we think about so much about the pregnancy, so much about the birth, and then we actually don't even necessarily plan for the postnatal, but we just have maybe an image in our head of what the postnatal period is going to look like. So was that hard coming to deal with as well, that it didn't look maybe as you just kind of had this image of what you would be doing and, and stuff? Was that hard? Yeah, I think it was hard because obviously when you pack in your hospital bag, you buy like um, you buy like your button down nighties, you buy breast pads, maternity pads, um, the, the big back, big black pants everyone tells you get. You buy all of them and um, but you don't think of the complete mental um, like strain you're going through, the complete um, mental changes you're going through. And there's definitely something I didn't give a much Given, didn't give much thought to it. I was like, oh, I'll go into hospital, have my baby, and then go home. And like, oh, I might be a bit tired, might be a bit sore, but um, they're just a complete shock of everything changing, everything you've experienced, like all going on inside you. It's just something that not a lot of people consider. And I definitely didn't consider it. So it was, that was quite a struggle to deal with something completely unexpected as well. Yeah, of course. And and so after you'd got through those those first few six weeks, and then you you said I think you did your first mum and baby like exercise class at five months what like what did it feel like going to that class then um I was definitely nervous I wasn't super nervous because the um other mums I was doing it with had actually been to a pregnancy class with so we all knew each other um and we all had a group chat together we were all updating each other when our babies were born um, because my daughter was the first one out of the group to be born which is really nice um so there wasn't any nervous like nerves about meeting them but I was very nervous about um actually exercising and moving my body I was very worried that um I would um damage like my scar or my tear site more I was worried that um I would experience something that's like not quite commonly talked about like any incontinence um or any pelvic floor weakness or anything like that so I was very very nervous about that and then um I was just very nervous that I wouldn't be able to keep up and I would be quite weak and tired because obviously I couldn't um workout or exercise for so long that um I didn't have a lot of stamina stamina to start with um so I was very nervous about um needing to take lots of breaks but um luckily everything went really well it was a six-week course we did and it was it was really really good that's really good to hear and had you had any physio so like before you went to this class had you been able to see a women's health physio at all so you kind of knew what was going on with your pelvic floor um I hadn't seen a physio yet I did see okay. a physio a bit further down the line I think more around Christmas time um but I did see uh my urogynecologist midwife at this at a six-week appointment and she's the one who referred me on to physio because she um checked my pelvic floor I noticed there was um a lot of weakness I was struggling to do like um the exercises like the squeezes and release and um she uh, referred me to physio because she thought it would be helpful and the physio was really really helpful when I got it and how long did you have to wait for that physio I I think I got referred in my daughter was born in June I think I got referred in August and then I think I had to wait until around Christmas time for the physio um I think it was it was it was quite a few good few months but um not as long as it could have been yeah of course I know some of the waits that people are going through at the moment are horrendous so the work you kind of you you did before getting back to that exercise class that exercise class sorry was like 
all your own work. So you'd seen the midwife, you've seen the urogyne. So were you doing pelvic floor exercises in that time? And then was that kind of the main thing you were doing? Yeah, I was doing pelvic floor exercises because um, I've been told in pregnancy that they were quite important. Um, and that's one thing my mum said to me as well. I was like, make sure you do your pelvic floor exercises. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yes, mum, I will. Um, and then I think I did try and do a bit of gentle yoga at home, like following online things. But uh, I remembered I did it with my partner and um, about two minutes in, I was like, I can't. I'm so tired. I need to stop. Oh, gosh. So do you feel a little bit like there's a bit of a a kind of gap in the system then because you have you know you get a third degree tear you obviously had quite a good support system in the sense that you did see some midwives you saw a health visitor you saw the urogyne but then before you saw the physio actually you were kind of left to yourself in a sense really yeah I think I was sort of left to myself in a sense I was waiting for the physio um so I was going through like all the healing like still several months later and um a lot of it I was worried like oh is this normal like should this be happening especially mm-hmm. when you um if you like google um how long should you be sore after giving birth or having a tear on a episiotomy they say oh the, the pain should improve within like six to eight weeks but this was a few months on and although the pain wasn't consistent like it was in the beginning I was still getting it quite often especially especially if I've been walking around a lot that day so I was very worried that was that maybe there was something else going on that I didn't know all the midwife or urogyne missed um and then when speaking to other women who have been through similar things, they, um, especially if they were several years in recovery, they said um, they still experience pain on and off for a good few years as well. So I think knowing that would be useful as well. So it helps um, reduce any worry. Mm. And where, like, where were you going? Was it literally like Dr. Google, like Googling your symptoms or Facebook groups? Is that where you were kind of trying to find your information from? Yeah, that's what I was trying to find my information of because I think a lot of the postnatal recovery information you get on Google, like the NHS website or Tommy's um, or the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynecology website, a lot of that is just the basic six to eight weeks time frame they give you. And I think it's um, you need to find people who have been through the same thing as you to help give you a more wider understanding of what to expect, like um, like in real life um, rather than just a basic time frame, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. And I feel like it's something that we're missing. I feel like it's getting better. But from all of the women I still speak to, it does seem to be like there is this big gap of information. And I know there's a lot of really good postnatal books coming out at the moment, especially by some women's health physios. But I do feel like so many of us kind of go down that Google hole where you're Googling your symptoms and it's, it's you know, it's not necessarily very reassuring or like you're saying, there's not actually that much knowledge there. Um do you think this is what led you to, to create your Instagram account, do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it um, was a reason. I remember coming into my partner after putting um, the baby down to bed and think, and saying, like, would I be mental if I started doing this? And he said, I think it's a really good idea um, because the information isn't very accessible. You have to go on lots of different sources. And when you're a new mum and you're tired and you're sore and you um it's very sleep deprived. You, the last thing you want to do is be searching on so many different things and getting so much conflicting information. That's why I wanted to get it all in one place, all um, all in layman's terms and with the references and the sources at the end of each post. So if someone wants to do further reading, they can. But if you just want some reassurance or some basic information, it's there. It's in front of you. It's all on the same page. And And how like how did it feel starting that account because I feel like sometimes you know if you've 
I don't want to put the words trauma into your into your mouth at all but if you've gone through something in your birth that you potentially weren't expecting and then it comes a bit of a shock and then you create something out of it you know how does it feel now having this Instagram account trying to help other women which you're obviously doing like how does that feel you know was there did it feel like a really big thing to have created this and after birth and after what happened to you? I think it was definitely um yeah quite quite bittersweet because I remember starting it and being nervous that no one was follow no one would follow it and then really being happy that I get followers and then um happy when people messaged me saying thank you for talking about this um and then uh, I think it's also sometimes I get a bit sad when I get a birth stories emailed to me from other women who have been through stuff and it's just hor- horrible what they've been through it really is quite upsetting and you wish no one would ever experience that and then also like the research I do obviously a lot of it relates to my own birth experience which can be quite hard to um, read and research and makes me relive it um, but I just sort of have to push through it to get the information out there um, there's definitely been times where I've um, finished posting something and um, had to go to my partner for a cry or a hug just to um, reassure myself that everything's okay. I mean that's really amazing that you found the like the courage to do that and obviously I can really emphasize with you when I'm you know in my job when I'm working with lots of women with postnatal injuries and and again hearing the stories it's heartbreaking um I don't know if you are okay to talk about this but obviously you're saying you go to your partner for a hug but is there anything else you're doing in terms of kind of looking after your own mental health because I think you know again reliving trauma can be really can be really difficult so what steps are you taking to look after your own mental health and to look after my own mental health, I also remind myself how far I come. So I've look, I look, look back at pictures from when my daughter was first born. I just think like I've come really far, both physically and mentally. Um, I've also reached out to the local perinatal mental health team in my city, um, and I'm currently um, going to start getting help from them, which I think will be quite useful to help me um, reframe some aspects which I see of the birth, which I see in a negative light, to hopefully see it in a more positive light and like sort of almost like celebrating what I've been through and how I've recovered and I've sort of come out the other side a lot um a lot better and basically a a stronger woman because I had my I had my daughter when I was 22 I'm 24 now and I look back at um myself then and I see like a just a quite a young girl who was very scared feeling very lost feeling very vulnerable and I look at myself now and I see like uh someone who's grown into a woman who's very um sharing herself and feeling a lot more confident and capable than she did um before she gave birth that's really it's really moving to hear you speak like this and I really appreciate you being so honest as well and like and you know sharing that information I think it's such a, a hard thing to do and I think there's probably so many women out there that appreciate what you are doing um but it's just so important to look after ourselves as well but I really appreciate you you sharing that and I love the way that you're talking about it in the sense that you've moved from almost feeling like a young girl and then from what you've gone through and then it now kind of being like a a chrysalis like the way you've kind of changed um and it makes me think you know if you could go back and you could almost see yourself in those early postnatal days like what would Maeve now say to Maeve then you know what kind of words would you have to reassure her I think one of the first things I'd say is that it's not your fault um like everything you did you did with the best interest of yourself and your daughter um 
and it's not your fault at all that you um, tore and got such a severe tear and I'd also say like you will get better you won't be stuck like this forever like the pain will eventually um, reduce and it won't go away completely but it won't be as bad as it is now um, you will be able to sit and sneeze without wanting to cry um, <laughs> and you will recover you will be able to exercise again you will be able to run you will be able to um, run around and play with your daughter when she starts walking and turns into a crazy toddler and um, you're not a bad mum I think a lot of people feel a lot of um, guilt around it but um, what what you've been through doesn't make you a bad mum I think it makes you a very strong mum yeah I completely agree and I think again it just comes back to kind of all of these ideas that we have and these images of yeah the mum we're going to turn out to be and then when you get impacted by an injury you do I can really um, agree with that like it really impacted the way I thought I would be a mother and those images really haunted me of like not thinking I'd be able to run around with my child and I think um, it's really important to look back and think how far you've come like what you've said where you've come from it's amazing now what you're able to do um and do you think this would impact the way you know if you were to get pregnant again and if you were to have another birth and like another postnatal period do you think this would impact how you go forwards and is it something you've even thought about um yeah I um, have thought about it I've discussed it with my partner a lot. Um, I did have an appointment when my daughter was around nine months old to check how the um, tear had healed. Okay. Um, and the um, the like the test I had I had an internal ultrasound and like a pressure test when they put oh, like a yeah. fluid filled balloon you have to squeeze and everything. Yes. Um, wasn't very comfortable, but it did give a lot of good information. And it said that I've healed well, but there's um, there's still some areas of weakness, and that's why they'd recommend a C-section, which I um sort of accepted was quite upset about um and then I decided to do some research into it um mainly for like uh, my account but also for myself and I found uh, quite a few papers that suggested um otherwise it may be c-section isn't always a best practice because one of the main worries of the consultant I spoke to was that um it would cause incontinence issues in the future which obviously is something that wouldn't be pleasant at all but then some new research is coming out suggesting that maybe um that, like a c-section wouldn't be wouldn't help any future incontinence and um a lot of uh, tearing issues can be down to um things like assisted delivery like forceps which i had with my daughter so i think um if i did have a future birth it would be depending on how the pregnancy goes like if there's any worsening of my tear symptoms during the pregnancy i probably wouldn't want to risk it and probably would go with a c-section but if everything goes smoothly I would like to entertain an idea of uh, maybe another vaginal birth maybe even a home birth on the midwife unit instead of in the labour ward. Yeah it's completely understandable and do you think like what would you think about the postnatal period is it something you would really plan for this time like how do you kind of envision your postnatal recovery being second time around like what would you what would you plan like what would you maybe think about doing differently? I think I definitely would do a lot more research into what to expect for loads of different outcomes and I definitely would um, stock up on a lot more essentials like pain relief and maternity pads and cooling pads and peri bottles so I didn't think I'd need any of that um, and I definitely would also like remind myself to rest more, be kind to myself and um, 
definitely stay in bed and a lot more and try not to get up and do things um, straight away and to and try and not and act like everything's normal because it's such a big change and everything won't be normal for a while and it's okay to accept that and take a step back and let yourself be vulnerable and looked after. Yeah, I think that's such a good point that again I think in society there's so much emphasis on the postnatal period being looking after your baby which of course is is what we all want to do but it's also looking after the mother and I feel like that's such a missed point at the moment in our society um so I think it's great to hear you talking about all of those things and and how you would look after yourself as well and I think really making a plan for that because I think so many of us make a birth plan and or you know plan the nursery so I think it's one of the things that can get missed isn't it like planning your postnatal recovery and like you said all of the options whether you're to have a vaginal birth or a c-section what your postnatal recovery could look like for either of those options yeah definitely I think I remember I did a birth plan and um, I did it um, I'm quite a big supporter of birth plans I think it's important for everyone to have um, like preferences and have them respected and mm-hmm. even if your birth doesn't go to plan there's some things you can still have like uh, my birth didn't go to plan at all but I still um, had the delayed cord clamping which I wanted and my daughter was still put on my chest and had skin to skin with me I was still able to breastfeed and be supported in that um, but I think I definitely would almost write like a postnatal plan if that makes sense it's, it's similar to a birth plan but for afterwards and um what I'd like for me and how other people could support me and the baby and um, like our family and everything. So I think that would be quite, quite important as well. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. And I think all of us should have a postnatal plan. And I think it's something that we could share, you know, exactly with our partner, with our friends and family, just as like, this is how I would like to be looked after. And this is, I think what's important for you and your recovery and for me as well I see the postnatal period now as such an important time almost like like a savings account or some kind of you know bank where you you put all of this recovery in and then over the years that recovery work and being looked after allows you to go forth and to to have recovered you know whatever it was that was going on with your pelvic floor or any other issues but it allows you to turn out to be you know the strong mother that you want to be because I feel like if we don't put that time in at the beginning it can have such an impact later on as well so I love that you're saying yeah that it can be a postnatal plan I think that's amazing yeah I definitely agree I think it's something you can't do by yourself as well you definitely need a good support network and um I have my partner my fiance he was absolutely amazing and still is and my mum as well they were both my birth partners and um just all my family and my friends they were all so supportive and so lovely and like so respectful if we needed space um and it was just it was just really nice to sort of feel like it was a team effort and um like support of me and also my partner as well like becoming new parents yeah it's wonderful to hear that you've had such a great support and I suppose as we maybe come to like the end of our chat now what would be your like words of wisdom or is there anything you'd love to say to someone that's maybe listening that's maybe also had a third degree tear or um you know what kind of words would you say to them in that early postnatal period I think I would say um you're not alone in how you feel I think it's such a um 
like such a ta almost taboo thing to talk about if you have a severe tear because it's not really um, uh, spoken about like, the complete toll it can take on you physically and mentally like beyond that six week recovery period everyone says and I want people to know that like if they come to their six week checkup and they're still feeling sore they're still feeling um, upset about how their birth turned out maybe that is completely normal and you're not a bad mum for feeling that way and it's a quite a big um, injury for your body to take on so if you have to take more time whether it's um, six weeks six months or even like um, a couple of years to feel back to like feel more back to your old self feel 100% again that's completely normal and um, you're completely within your right to to research and find out if there's anything else that can help you and again that um, it's not your fault and things will get better um, and you will recover and you will feel okay again you might feel like a different person um, before you had a baby and that's normal as well and you can um, see yourself as a different person but also see yourself as a stronger woman um, after what you've been through you've still come out the other side you're still uh, being a great mum to your baby and um, you've been through such a trial and you still like you come through the tunnel and you see the light at the other side I think that's a really lovely message so it's like you can have something happen to you in your birth it can change you but you can still come out of that I kind of almost feel like it's the postnatal trenches sometimes especially when you've had an injury so you can come out you can change you're a different person and but you're generally stronger is that the kind of message you feel you want to get across yeah I, I, I sometimes refer to it as like the postnatal fog because everything yeah. is so hazy and you're so confused you're so tired you're so emotional and hormonal you've got all these changes going on and you sometimes feel like you're floundering are you ever going to feel normal again and then like one day you'll catch yourself um like putting on makeup or something and then you'll catch yourself putting on like a nice outfit that isn't just like leggings and a t-shirt and then like you'll slowly start getting glimpses of like your old self and also your new self and like eventually they all sort of come together like the chrysalis that like you were saying they all sort of come together and you become this like new and wonderful and strong person and like even though you might still struggle and you might have bad days like the good days you have are absolutely brilliant and like you're just in awe of yourself as a mother and as a woman of what you've been through and um how you've fought through it and you've um, fought for yourself you fought for your baby and come out it the other side like just feeling really proud of yourself that's such a lovely lovely message and I think I almost want to finish there because I think you've just wrapped it up so beautifully and I feel like I can't add anything on to that but I would love you just to let people know who are listening where they can find your Instagram account um, and if you're okay for people to message you so if you can just share that for us that would be amazing yeah my Instagram account is um, birth tear awareness all one word it's the um, account with the bright pink and orange pictures and the same username birth tear awareness is also on TikTok and um, my messages are pretty much open 24 hours a day because obviously with a baby you don't really get to sleep <laughs> um, so even if I get a message at two three o'clock in the morning I probably will respond, respond straight away whether you want to share your story whether you want advice or whether you just need some comfort um, I'm always happy to talk to people about it and just help out. Well thank you so much I really like thank you for what you're sharing on Instagram I know it's helping a lot of women and thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today with me I really appreciate your honesty 
um yeah and thank you so much thank you for having me i really enjoyed this chat today it's really great to talk about it oh, brilliant okay we'll have a lovely day you too enjoy the rest of your day thank you bye if you've enjoyed listening to the honest postnatal podcast today please leave a review and hit the subscribe button this way we can reach more women with honest postnatal stories and if you'd like to message me you can find me on instagram at honest yoga l d n 